Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz close on an 18-6 run in Los Angeles to beat the Los Angeles Clippers and move to 8-3. And And the NBA is taking note. It's all coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone here from the Crypto.com Center as the Utah Jazz have swept the walk of fame in Hollywood, beating the Lakers first and the Clippers tonight. This was a great one. Neither team led by more than six after the 5.52 mark of the second quarter in this game. And the and the Jazz finally took a, a little bit larger lead right at the end, but basically we went the entire second half and this last part of the second quarter, everyone within two possessions. So this is the biggest test as you can get. You're going up against the Clippers. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. They, they certainly missed Luke Kennard tonight. Jazz don't have Jared Vanderbilt. But this is, this is a Clipper team that is built to win a championship. And you're going possession by possession. There, there was no time to blink on the road tonight, and the Jazz never did. It never did. Uh, the confidence was definitely there, and especially the first half. I really enjoyed the first half uh, because of the way they were, the shot, the type of shots that they were getting. They shot the basketball very well from the three-point line. Even tonight for the, for the whole ball game, 40 attempts. That's what's about average. 15 makes. That's about what they average. Assists was down, but... You know, the, the free throws were up. So they, they found a way to win the basketball game. So this is what we're going to see, I think, for the rest of the year. It's a lot of different things to talk about tonight. The fourth quarter is obviously going to grab most of our oxygen, but there are storylines throughout this game. We'll get to more of them on Locked on Jazz tomorrow. But let's start with Mike Conley. The Jazz trail at 91-87. We, we kind of were watching late in the third and through the fourth. Can the, How far can the Jazz go? Can they get to the eight-minute mark? Can they get to the six-minute mark? Before my, Well, they couldn't. They got to the eight, like, 37 mark. And Will Hardy went back to Mike Conley. And with Mike Conley calming things down on the floor like he has all season long, the Jazz close on a 23-11 to 11 run. He got to the basket a couple of times off the dribble. Um, and, again, just calming things down, uh, using the clock and getting good shots after you use the clock. Uh, he just has a way of himself. And I think the respect that he has from his teammates is is, uh, is tremendous. Tremendous. Okay? He's he's a veteran. He's been around a long time. He's, for the most, most part, seen it all. And, and uh, if you want, obviously you can pick a leader. And, and he's definitely that. And then there's so many other angles. So Ty Lue decides he doesn't want to close or kind of keep Zubak off the floor. For a period of time, and the Jazz just aggressively, aggressively attack the rack. And I don't know what they ended up with in the fourth quarter. I will look at it here closely. But the Jazz, fourth quarter, they ended up with ten free throws. They made the ball, and Colin Sexton led the way with that. Five free throws with just hard, hard drives to the rim. Yeah, in, in that fourth quarter, he, he was the one that was able to you know, break things down and get the place six minutes and 50 seconds and those are probably uh jordan clarkson's minutes that he was that that he was out there on the floor with but again when you're rolling like he was rolling you know and hardy is definitely going to roll with you and he he did he did definitely did a great job that fourth quarter um the jazz Field goal percentage wasn't that great, but they were ten for ten from the three point. I mean, from the free throw line. There are so many Will Hardy things to talk about here too. We really we, we should be talking about Will Hardy. He's doing an amazing job with his roster. One of them is he's kind of discovered how to use Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. Colin Sexton came to us supposed to be this point guard. It's not who he is at all. In fact, it's hard for him. The Jazz are about minus nine per hundred possessions when he's on the floor without Mike Conley. 
And so what is Will Hardy does has done? He's playing him off Mike Conley. He's allowing him to play with an, an aggressiveness and a in a kind of a freewheeling, not having to make reads, attack the basket, play to all your strengths. Jazz are plus 20 in those minutes. Their offense is unstoppable. And Will Hardy, with some real guts, closed with that tonight instead of Jordan Clarkson, who ends up being the Jazz leading scorer. And you notice that a few times when he took uh, Collins out of the ball game, he had, th- he had words for him. I mean, he had things to say. He was correcting some things that he maybe he was doing out there on the floor that he wanted to see him doing better. But he puts him back in there and puts him in that situation because that's how you're going to learn, and this is how you're going to uh, help this basketball team. I'm going to also give Colin Sexton. There was a really interest, some credit on something else. There was a really interesting defensive sequence tonight where Marcus Morris Sr. is scoring over Malik Beasley, who's playing because yes. Jared Vanderbilt's hurt. First and half. Colin Sexton, I think it was, I it was second third, half, second uh, half. third yeah. quarter. Yeah. Colin Sexton says, I'll take him. Colin Sexton at 6'1", the young Bulls says, I'll take the 6'9", 240-pound guy. I'll body up on him, and actually Morris misses his next two shots. Clippers go 0 for 11 in the fourth quarter from three. Paul George took some quick ones that usually are a sign of fatigue um, at that point. You're warring out. Paul George really carried them for much of the night. Um, and, and, you know, Lowry Market, I thought, caused Paul George some difficulty with his length at times. So it was a work and an effort for him tonight. But uh, really, you know, the Jazz did a, did a really fabulous job in the fourth quarter holding the Clippers uh, down to just 17 points. 17 points. And, and how about the field goal percentage that they had, the 33%, you know, not making a three-point shot. But I want to be careful and be aware of something here. If man stays on the floor the next time we play these guys, it's going to probably be a little bit different basketball game. The Jazz are going to have to figure out a different way of beating him. He had a pretty good night, but picked up uh, some early fouls and ended up having to sit the bench there. He ended up with five fouls, only 29 minutes, seven for eight there from the field. So he, he picking up those fouls kind of hurt them for the most part because now they had to play John Wall a long time. and You, know. you have the balance again tonight, Ron. I'd have to go back in the – Transition game opens it up for the first quarter. We score 29. In the second quarter, we score 34. Jordan Clarkson heats up in that second quarter. He finishes with 23. Marketing kind of muscles his way to 18 tonight. You just get that bal- the same balance we've talked about. Where you just don't necessarily know where the Jazz are going. It has to be hard to guard. Well, and but you know that uh, Olenek, uh, you know, Marketing, and you know Conley, for the most part, are going to, and, and probably Jordan Clarkson, are going to be out there on the floor a certain period of time, and most of the times in, in the clutch situations, um, I think that's the, the makeup of this basketball team. It felt there's so many different things to talk about here. I'm almost at a loss on some of them, um, but let's go to the togetherness and resiliency. These are like I I like numbers. This is very out of my usual box because, but there's something to it, right? That this that this team just played a game that basically was within two possessions for the final uh, 29, 30 minutes of the game. 30 minutes of the game tonight was within final two possessions. And there were surges, even though it's, what's impressive to me the most, Ron, is there were a bunch of Clippers surges in that, yet the Jazz never wilted at any point in those surges because the Clippers never took more than a six-point lead, or they actually probably may have never taken more than a five-point lead. John Wall goes bananas in that third quarter with this transition just driving by the Jazz with regularity. You know, Paul George has this monster first quarter. Marcus Morris is a tough matchup, and yet this group stays engaged and with it and plays through it the whole night. Yeah, and 
So you're just looking at the poise of this team. It's just mentioned staying with um, the game plan. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's it's so hard to uh, – It's not. it shouldn't be that hard to explain uh, what the Jazz did, but – you just got the confidence that they that this is going to be the makeup of this basketball team. John Walls walked out here to start shooting free throws after missing some. Um, Andy H says, who's always good to us, this great team, great trade for both team Cavs and the Jazz. Pretty happy right now. Both the Cavs and Donovan, or both the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell got their eighth wins of the season here in Los Angeles today. How's that for a fun little note? How's that for a fun little note for you? It's Matt? good as the, we thought the Jazz were last year with Donovan and Rudy and. You know, the, the guys that, that made up this basketball team and Boyan, they were 8-3 and three after 11 games there as well. And the Jazz are 8-3 and three with a team that many thought were tanking or <laughs> not supposed to be that good. Final two plays of the night are the last two things I want to talk about, and then we'll do our two stars. This, these would, if I could do people from or plays for my two stars, the final two plays of the night to me are the two stars because they they're emblematic of everything that's going on with this team right now. And those final two plays, I'd have to walk through it, but it's multiple passes. Kelly Olynyk gets in the post. Colin Sexton cuts, which is an off-ball cut, which is kind of the story of this team if you're into the X's and O's, and to Colin Sexton for a dunk. And then the next piece of the puzzle the next play colin sexton drives gets himself kind of trapped up and throws the extra pass to larry markinen for the subtle dunk and to me that those two plays kind of symbolize everything we've seen through 11 games of basketball so far this year showing some patience and don't forget that clock was pretty close to running to running out you know when, when they showed patience enough to uh, you know, to make that extra pass to get that high per- those high percentage shots. So you're absolutely right. So if we're going to pick our stars of the game, those guards just seem to be getting it done. Well, my two stars of the game are our guards, Mike Conley and Colin Sexton. Absolutely. Those would have to be my two stars of the game. Yes, my two as well. Not a lot of doubt on those. Mike Conley changes the game, comes back in. The Jazz going a 23-11 to run. Colin Sexton leads a lot of that run late in the ballgame. He has 22. And frankly, Jordan Clarkson should be a star of the game, not only for calling me big dog <laughs> on the post game, but the fact that Jordan Clarkson is doing post-game interviews and not bothered by the fact that he doesn't get to close a game after scoring 23, that in itself tells you a lot about what's going on with this team. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to hear players say that. I mean, they're not our fans or media, whoever, are not hearing from that from us. They're hearing it from the players. Jazz win it tonight. Another all-around effort. Another stunner. They're 8-3. and They've kind of beat everyone you can. It's going to be really interesting. The schedule's been just brutal. We play again tomorrow night. We then immediately get on a plane. Fatigue's going to grab this team at some point. But it is a good momentum, a good vibe around them right now. And then Atlanta's really, really good. Washington's beat some people, and Philly's got Embiid. So those that'll be a tough road trip. It slows down a little bit after that schedule-wise. Then we suddenly only play two games in a week after that. So the Jazz kind of have another week left of this gauntlet of a schedule, and we'll see how they can hold it together yeah, in the midst of it. And that next road trip, first time we'll be playing some Eastern Conference teams. All of our games have been against the Western Conference so far. Yeah, I appreciate people telling they're sending me the notice that love you, big dog, because I love you too. <laughs> Have a great one. Oh my goodness! What? Oh, really? Yeah, that's gonna be really big. That's gonna be really big. <laughs>